everyone. Hey, what's up? Welcome back. Couple of catches here. Couple of catches, baby. This is episode 11, honey. Ooh, sticks. Sticks! Episode sticks. That's going to Ep- be the title. Episode, episode sticks. sticks. We have a special guest this week, okay? But I can't hit you with the details yet because Sass needs to catch all up on what happened last week, girl. If you weren't with us for that golden episode 10, we talked about CFB opt-outs. Avery gave her her smoke again, as Mm -hmm. usual, about some of those unnamed coaches who came at some of their players saying it wasn't cool that they were opting out, man. Figure it out. I gave you a little bit of postseason updates for the NHL and NBA, and it looks like, oops, take back what I said about not going to game seven very often, why it wasn't (laughs) necessary, but I guess... We just do that in the NBA now, and we've got every team going to, like, game five, six, and seven. So scratch that, forget it, and we're moving on to episode 11 today. We are moving on. So yesterday, you and I, it was so much fun, we went to a game. We got a live game, but it wasn't another live baseball game is what she is trying to (laughs) The words are hard, people. Uh, So we went to one in Joliet, Illinois. It's gritty, man. That city is gritty. It was fun, though. It was so it much was fun. Now, uh, what was your vibe? What was your vibe? What were you feeling about the whole situation? Hit me with it. So you know how much of a good time I am at live sporting events anyway. So I don't care where I'm at, where it is, who's playing. I love it. But loved this team. It was really good. Um, it was a little quiet for my taste. So I know for oh, yeah. a fact that probably 85% <laughs> of literally everything we were saying could be heard at any moment by any of the guys on the field so oops sorry not sorry um avery was cat calling a little bit and you're right sorry but not sorry uh it was actually what you expect from summer ball league um lots of affiliated and non-affiliated guys getting some maybes and sharpening their skills that type of nature but it was fun mm-hmm. i like i like totals i like totals <laughs> yeah they had some uh some odd jumbotron moments yeah some sound effects it, but it was it was great to just see live baseball. So we were just so spoiled, but level of play seemed to like go up and down for me. It was one moment, it's like a shining moment, and the next moment, it was like, "What is this, honey?" Well, like you you obviously knew which of those guys looked like they didn't belong there. Oh yeah. But hey, speaking of um, hot shots, we're so excited. Wait, <laughs> yes, can we can we preface this for a second? This is our first guest first that guest. we're ever having on the podcast oh my and we're god so guys. excited that it's him he's he's it's he's a big deal at least to us he's a big deal he is a hot shot in this summer ball league he's what we would call the mvp of the league oh hmm. current baseball player and catcher in the tampa bay rays organization eric osberg Woo! Woo! yes eric Hello. We're here. We're here. We're here. In Joliet, City of Champions. Yeah, Yeah. let's go. We are terrifying him. Oh, God. I know. We've already started out real strong. (laughs) His little smile. He looks so scared. It's uh, not to be scared. No, it's. I like what you guys are doing. You guys are uh, working hard at it, building something here. I love doing podcasts. So I'm always game for any any interview, any any baseball conversation. I'm down. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking, like, I was trying to tell her. And I know we can never nail it down which year we actually met because I've known Eric for four or five years now. Yeah, uh, I think like I think I met you NECBL mm-hmm. Upper Valley. Yep. Oh, um, let's go! You know, you were grinding that, and I was obviously in college. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, we just was... you were just always around games. Obviously, yeah. then you were working 
in high last year. I well, saw who you there. Knows my whole life, guys. Who's the, the uh, interview on now? No, so I just I've seen you around around the parks. You know, yeah, so it's all good. I was the best water girl that the NECBL has literally ever had. <laughs> of course, you were in this City of Champions Cup situation. Yeah. Now, what was your what was your whole opinion on the whole? I guess I don't even know if we can call it a league. It it's, like a league. it's a league. A thing. It's, fronti- yeah? it's also the frontier league. You know, okay. I, yes. Well, right. Exactly. Yeah. The level of play. Did it help or hurt you? What What did you think so of this whole thing? The backstory of this league is is I mean, there's only I want to say two two max three leagues going on other than yeah. the big leagues right now. Um. And so I'm thankful to play. Right. So when the minor league season got canceled. Uh, the Joliet Slammers called my agent and said, "Hey, man, you know we got a four-team league here out of Joliet. Like we're gonna get all minor league guys and as much as they could, um, <laughs> you know, getting as many minor league guys yeah, as they could to yeah. come play. Um, and it's gonna be 27 games. And you know, here's the situation. Like, do you want to come play? And I was game. You know, I was three months training every day, right, doing lessons at home, like just staying ready." Not sure when the Rays were going to call us back, and then it got canceled, and I just wanted to go play because uh, I had made a lot of adjustments. And last year I had actually ruptured a disc in my back, and um, I did not get to play. I only played about a third of the year last yeah. year. Really screwed me um, in a lot of ways development-wise. I missed some, missed some valuable time. So to not play in 2020 I don't think would have served me. So. Yeah. To come out, especially with how the Rays are evolving philosophy-wise, the way that I am making my own personal adjustments. I needed to play. I needed to like yeah. get at bats, and I think it's helped my stock considerably. Um, so I'm happy. It's all positive. All positive. I okay, mean, yeah, good. like our, some of our back end bullpen guys aren't as like high end as you may find in, in a minor league season. But I mean, our starter last night was a, you know, is a big leaguer. Mm-hmm. Um, the Rays actually signed um, a guy out of this league and sent him to a taxi squad. Oh wow! Band. Yeah. Okay. So like, this is no joke. You know what I mean? So he's gonna he might contribute this year. Yeah. In the big leagues. Because the Rays have a lot of injuries. Left-handed pitcher Dietrich Gens, he, um, you know, he was not on my team. I played against him, but um, I'm sure I'll meet him next year. I mean, this is no joke. I mean, there's Ian Kroll, big leaguer, has had 220 starts in the bigs, like, and a bunch of affiliate guys. And then a couple guys, oh, yeah. that, and a lot of guys that also, you know, got released due to corona who probably shouldn't have got released. Like, it's a really hard conversation, you know, coming to a league like this. It's not super glamorous, right? They're limiting the fans. It's not – about the fans or, or the, the, oh, yeah. the atmosphere. It's just about playing and, you know, we're wearing T-shirts. Like the Joliet Slammers, the Joliet Slammers <laughs> the sh- got the their jerseys. The jerseys. Yeah, the jerseys. <laughs> the Joliet Slammers got their jerseys, but we got T-shirts. And, yeah. Um, but it's fine. Like there's guys on my team I come out and, and, you know, they're losing money. Everybody's losing money to play yeah, out here. right. So it's a sacrifice. So the vibe on the team is great because everybody wants to play. Everybody wants to get better. And the guys that just got the unfortunate – dealt hand of the corona like releases like it's really hard to talk to them because they i don't think they deserve it And there's a lot of good players in the league that are not signed that can really play so it's it's sad but it's been a, a blast i'm really happy i came you're yeah. just on the fortunate side of everything so right. we're happy we got to see you play a little bit that way we kind of have a little bit of backstory and got to see your level of talent <laughs> we won't we won't roast you too hard today i promise yeah we won't roast him for going one for four in the only game we got to see him. but other than that <laughs> you are just so wonderful that's we played last week no uh, the guy i mean deep oh my gosh he did guys he, he started he the game batting 411 which mm. is amazing which so is we're gonna give unheard him. of that's, that's literally going practically two for four every freaking we game. called him mvp he's mvp he right? is he's our mvp <laughs> and you did say that you spent had to spend some money 
to be yeah. here. Yeah, everybody's losing money. I mean, they're not paying for housing, so it's you got to provide your own housing, and you're losing money on that, and it's a sacrifice, right? But, right. I mean, my philosophy around the, my career in the game is, like, I'm going to play till they rip the jersey off me. Oh, I love that. I'm yeah. never going to leave a stone unturned. So if a team calls me, wants to play, and I'm supposed to be playing, mm-hmm. it's my job to be a player, I'm going to go play, you know? Like, what, what, other, I'm not, what other options do I have, like? That's the thing. That's your job. I was in, I was in, yeah, exactly. I was in peak shape, right? Yeah. I was ready to go. I had a month in spring training, stayed in great shape. And then, so what am I going to do? Just sit or like, I'm going to go play. I'm going to yeah. get better. I'm know? swinging the bat because it's my job. Put it on a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, last week too, I'm sure you heard that uh, MLB made that official proposal to minor league baseball about the future changes. And it's like what we heard in November already about, you know, having a goal of what, 120 teams, uh, which eliminates... Yeah. Rookie ball and short season outside well, of Gulf ball Coast. Still be a thing. But be outside a, of Gulf Coast, teams. Arizona yeah. League, Dominican, whatever, all that stuff. And that gives the X to literally 42 teams. Yeah. It's, it's that's, really hard. That's a lot of your boys. I know. It's, and that's why that's why this is existing right now, too, just thinking about it, preparing for the future. Is this going to happen next year if Frontier League can't come back? We don't know. But, yeah, Frontier I mean, League will be back. They'll be yeah. back. Well, well we hope so. Any ball, right, so – for you guys, and you guys live out here, right? Like, indie ball is going to explode. I mean, the level of talent in indie ball is going to go way up. You're right. You're um, right. And, with and the cutting, the, yeah. yeah, and the, it's going to be a lot harder to get into indie ball um, just because of all those, like, one, two year pro guys that are really good that, like, just didn't really get an opportunity. Like, they're going to go play. So yeah. it's, it's hard. I, I mean, I have so many. It's so hard, man. I, yeah. it, it broke my heart when I got out here and I'm talking to, you know, guys on my roster and say, like, you know, I went to spring training, they sent yeah. us home, and then I get a call and I'm done. And it's like, I want to cry, you know. Just yeah. so fast without warning. That's the problem. It's so no egregious to me. Coming. I don't – I mean, obviously I know a lot of ML, M, M minor league execs are, like, yeah. really upset with the MLB about how they've handled it. They don't see the reason for cutting. Um, obviously they want to kind of condense travel and, like, try to, like, oh, yeah. geographically, like, change the leagues a little bit. But, I mean, any minor leaguer knows that it's a sacrifice. So it, it's tough, man. It's oh, – yeah. Major League Baseball funds the players and coaches, but Minor League Baseball provides the facilities, ops, expenses, etc. This new proposal completely changes that type of dynamic for the whole system. MLB would fully govern day-to-day ops. So this is going to be different on how people are hired. The the whole system is going to change now. Um, MLB would deal with individual Minor League owners in the franchise system. It seems like how restaurant chains, you know, hotels, that type of thing works. Major League Baseball said that this would make minor league teams more money because the major league franchises would provide everything in minor league, more than minor league ball clubs have right now, and MLB would only collect a ticket tax. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, obviously not oh. every minor league team's market is the same, right? So exactly. I get that they want to try to streamline that um, because obviously in Dayton, Ohio, which has been selling out games for years – which is a great place to play, right? It's different than maybe Lake County Captains, right? Like, how was Bowling Green? I, I love Bowling yeah, Green. I wish nice. I got to spend more time there. Yeah. And I just because I was injured. I mean, the town right. was great. We had a nice field, great locker room, and, was, and no complaints about Bowling Green at all. Okay, so Eric, catching. How did you get into it? Why did you fall in love with it? Why is that the position you decided you wanted to play? I got first guy I got to talk about is Jason Sport. I'm going to send him the podcast link after. <laughs> yeah. he's, uh, Do it, yeah. I was not a – I'll send him the link after because he's uh, – I was not a catcher growing up, right? I was an infielder. My dad was an infield coach at Amherst College. Um, oh, wow. I just had a lot of influences in the infield, right? And, uh, <laughs> you know, and used to walk around my house with, like, my hand yeah. 
kind of limp like this, loving sure. my <laughs> fingers. He'd be like, this is how you feel, Grumball movie. So whatever. So I was turning double, <laughs> double plays with my brother growing up in the yard and stuff. But then I get to uh, high school, and obviously my passion for baseball was, was steaming at that point, right? And uh, a guy by the name of Jason Sport worked in my high school. He was a part-time scout for the Blue Jays, was a oh, backup nice. catcher for BC, had a lot of knowledge. And he knew how far I wanted to take it. And he said, he kind of sat me down one day. He said, look, you may not have heard this before, but you're, you profile as a catcher. And we also don't, <laughs> yes. we also don't have a catcher on our varsity team. Um, you're a left-handed hitter. Easiest way to the big leagues is a left-handed hitting catcher after left-handed pitcher. Right. Um, and he said, look, man, I think that's where you need to, to go. And I just worshiped the guy. I thought he was, you know, he was the biggest <laughs> baseball influence at that time in my life. I said, let's do it. And then he, you know, so many charitable hours he gave me before practice uh, in eighth grade in freshman year, um, just teaching me the basics of position. The problem was is that I could always hit. Like, that's what always took me wherever right, yeah. was my bat. But um, I was really late to the position. So uh, I was basically learning on the fly. Um, and then I played in a really good summer team that had a lot of high-level arms that were high D1 commits, and they, they threw hard. And I mean, I was just kind of uh, like lacking feel. Like I was basically just like learning. Like <laughs> sure. I was trying to figure it out. Um, got to college, was still very raw behind the plate, and um, yeah, and three years college, um, get drafted, obviously, and and still feel like I'm learning every day. Um, been b- back there a lot more, um, and now with all of the new information coming out, like how how we how do we steal strikes? How do we impact the game as a yeah. catcher more? Um, and kind of like getting away from the tr- traditional. Um, ways that the position is taught um basically that's flowing all through the big leagues now if you turn on any game yeah. catches are on a yep. knee 100%. they're out of right and left knee down the way they're throwing is different the the the, the way like, they're framing is oh crazy like yeah the, the, the um priorities of the position have changed yeah. um and so you know it's about keeping up with that right and that's Obviously, it leads me to the knee down stuff, which which I was so wanting to get oh. into. Yeah, okay, go yeah. ahead. Because you this. think because you know, I'm listened, not saying you don't know anything about baseball, but I listened to the podcast that you were on, were on previously, where you talked about it and how that's something that you've been developing lately, as far as like part of your your skill set. Yeah. So go ahead and give us the the knee. So it's. I mean, I'm not saying you guys don't know the game, but. <laughs> The, the average fan. You're roasting us again. No, I'm not for the second like time. But I'm saying minute. the average fan, right, <laughs> yes. who's sure. just going to games, they're like, why is he on a knee? It's lazy, right? It's about impacting the game. And I don't know. I believe the numbers are, are right around. But you have an opportunity to steal a strike, right? Oh, yeah. In professional baseball, 59% of the time, roughly. Oh, I don't know yeah. if that's the exact number. Um, you have an opportunity to, th- to block. I be- It's roughly around 4%. A pitch that, like, you need to block. And then roughly 1.2% of all in the minors, do you have a chance to throw? Mm -hmm. What's the the part of the game that we can impact the game the most, right? The 59% stealing a strike. The difference between 2-1 and 1-2 is 200 points in the batting average, right? So a lot of things that knee down position, right, left-handed hitter, my right knee's down, right? And that's all has to do with the umpire, which shoulder he's looking over. And he can't tell how low my glove is, right, because right. it's an optical illusion. He's looking at the ball coming in. He can't tell because of my chest, like, how low I am. But if in that traditional setup, my glove drops, and he can kind of see that out of the peripherals, yeah. there's a lot of studies that show, like, you get more balls. So It's, it's about, easier to be influenced yeah. at that point. Yeah. It's easier to, to, to change how it, the perception. Yes. Sure. Um, and, and a lot of, like, people don't see those incremental gains of the one to one, two to, to – to two one, sure, yeah, or two zero to three zero to two one, 
right? Like, because they're watching from the back, right? It's just like little thing. You can't tell how far the ball's off. And so it's, it's an element of manip manipulation. Now it's like, so why don't we throw, right? So the, the philosophy has gone to a point where with your right knee down, you're, you can throw out of that position. So it's like, why don't we throw out of the more optimal position to receive yeah. rather than the other way around? Does yeah. that make sense? Sure. Yeah. So it's like we block and throw 5% of the time. Why am I trying to take – why am I going to take away from my receiving numbers to impact a game the game 5% of the time? Sure. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, so like, yeah. big time. Absolutely. Am I explaining that? So, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I did a great job, actually. Yeah. I was taught, like Avery said, we were both catchers, but – I was taught actually to throw from the knees as well, so not even like popping up like well, how they traditionally taught. So like you're, yeah, yeah, you're like throwing off the knee, but this is like your right knee's down and then you're getting up off of the knee. So yeah. it's like yeah. no, I'm saying for softball, I, I was taught to pra I practice literally throwing from knees, knees to second base. Of course, obviously the diamonds are different in, yeah. in distance, but yeah. I'm just saying I literally practiced days and days and days straight from throwing from home yeah. plate to second base from my knees. Like, it, it just, it helped for so me it's, at least. It's like if I could equate it to something else, it's like, you know, I, I'm trying to think like, okay, fielding ground ball and like you could use two hands, you could use your guide hand or you could just use one hand. It's like obviously you'd want to have like, it's the same thing. Like Yeah, it's a little bit extra advantage. Yeah, it's like I'm trying to impact the game the most, right? How am I, over the course of the season, we're willing to bet that that position is going to equal less hits for the other team. Yeah. Which equals less runs, less runners on base overall. Right. Um, so, but that's something I'm working on. So throwing out of that knee is something that I've been working on here. Um, part of the reason I wanted to come out and get reps doing it, like, and all the catchers are in the same boat. Like they want those game reps. Cause now we're talking about different pitches. Where's the pitch in the zone and how does that equate to how my body's moving? Like sure. fastball to my arm side, yanking me a little bit of a, a rotational pattern. Like, can I get out of that knee and throw just a lot of like pitch specific, uh, reps that you kind of need, like yeah. out of that position. Is there anything sense. else kind of different or quirky that you're trying to perfect as far as catching goes before we move on to your hitting? Well, it's just sort of um, receiving with just switching knees, like hitter to hitter yeah. and, and being able to give the same look. Because um, with a right-handed hitter, you typically go left knee down. Or left-handed hitter, you go right knee down, sorry. Um, so just, just switching those off. But, I mean, it's, it's important for me to get behind the plate. Being in the Rays organization versus college – yeah. Do you feel a drastic difference, or is this feeling like 100%. it's a, it's not, it's it's a, it's a, quite the jump then? Oh, it's way different. I mean, yeah. I didn't start catching knee down till I got to the race, right? And, the, and I was taught a traditional setup in college, and I honestly wasn't very a good catcher. I got receiving was the worst part of my game. Like I yeah. could always throwing was probably the best part of my catching. Um, you do have a laser though. We the, definitely made comments yeah. on that. Oh, I think I appreciate it. The, uh, <laughs> it's. Like, I was not good. Like, yeah. I, like, I, I feel bad for my college coaches because that position, right, in the standard position, and I know it's not a video podcast, but, like, your knees are are pronated, like, yeah. in your yeah. back. It's not anatomically a good position. Your chest really isn't that engaged. It hurts, guys. It it's it hurts. not a good position at all. And, and I was just my body and my flexibility. I was not able to, like, maximize my receiving out of that position. I get to the raise in 2017. They're like, we're going left knee down. I'm like, oh, man, now my arm's free, right? Yeah. Now I have those two seamers that are, like, 94 from a right-handed pitcher, like, that I'm getting beat on in college. Now I've got room to play now. My elbow's free. That changed my whole thing. And then now two years later, now we're talking about the other knee down, and now we're switching and we're sending videos to our guys just, yeah. hey, like, this is what it looked like with this knee down, this knee down. Like, it's totally more freeing. Your eyes are lower to the ground. When your eyes are lower, ball's coming down. Yeah. Right? Sure. Work yeah. up. 
It's a lot of advantages to it. I mean, opinion. yeah, I've even noticed this season just watching a bunch of pro ball, like, this – it is – you're right. Manipulation is, like, the perfect word for this whole thing because it is – I'm seeing pitches that I wouldn't have expected to be called a certain way yeah. going the other way. And it's all this these catcher movements. It, I mean, it is – sometimes it's a hairline change, and hairline. it is awesome to watch. I love yeah. it. It's the details of baseball that a lot of people don't uh, see um, when they're watching a game just casually. But Oh, yeah. There's a lot going on there. And the information the information's kind of out, but it's going to be continued to, to develop and be talked about. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not a secret anymore, but now it's about executing it and um, how far can we take it. So – why not try it out here, you know? So for all the little kids who might listen to this, you're saying practice makes perfect, <laughs> right? That's the key lesson. Practice will get you there, kids. A lot of that, yeah. <laughs> well, you got to be obsessed with it, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's it's obvious that it's your passion because just watching you talk about it, his, his face is all flushed. and like, he's got a crush on his own game right now. <laughs> That's how you know you're That's in love. That's how you know you're in love, guys. It's <laughs> all I ever want to do, man. So for hitting, then do we have any? Uh, what's well? What's the walk-up song first of all? Oh yeah, it's been a it's been a rap. So we do. I, I was a super fan of Fifty Cent G Unit. Yes, <laughs> I had a poster. Love it. I had yes. a poster of Fifty Cent. I tried to chase down the G Unit Reebok sneakers as a kid, but oh. I didn't have that. I was. I'll still try to probably find them and wear them at some point. eBay. Somebody it, out there. Yeah, hit us up. We'll look. send you Eric's way. G Unit sneakers Reebok, just to have them because I collect shoes. Um, oh yeah 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 that was my thing and uh so i go smile by g unit um which is a throwback and that yes that opening beat is smooth i need a smooth vibe going up i also do big live by post malone okay no that's all that's at the at the hook it's a bop yeah which is yeah it's great and then i've done um i've done scholarships drake and future Oh well. well, I did that in uh, BG because yeah. he said, you know, I, you know, I rock Kentucky blue. Yeah. <laughs> so Perfect. we rock. So yeah. you get hype, you hype up the fans at the same time. They they get all pumped for you to come up to the plate. Perfect. The walk up song is very important for guests. Yeah. Do you have one like in mind that would be your walk up song? Because I have one in life, or like if I were playing. If, if you if theoretically, if we could live <laughs> live the life of Eric, what what's yours? It's um, El Chapo. By the oh, game. yeah. My God. Oh. That's a little hard. That's a little hard. That's pretty hard. But that's my vibe. Like, I'm going in there. And I love I'm the like, game. I love the game. Oh, see? The game is an all time great. Um, Thank you. Thank you. you Shout know, out the game. <laughs> the game is hard, man. And I'm, I'm music. I have obsessed with music. Music, shoes, and fancy football. Yeah. Okay. Any, gotta any be smooth. like, rituals, any oh, yeah. superstitions that you have to do, like, when you're walking up to play? Avery and I talked about this beforehand. Yes. She, like, taps yeah. both sides. No, I mean, it's, I do it's really about, like, I'm so, the pre-at-bat routine is, like, something that's, like, studied a lot and, like, talked about by, like, mental coaches. And, like, I really want to be in a very comfortable, easy, like, place. And I, I'm, a, I'm a guy where I, I'm a mover. I kind of t- fidget a lot. Um, yeah. yeah. And so when I was younger, that was something my dad used to really get on me about was just, like, my presence – body my body language looking tense versus looking looking relaxed so i've worked hard on trying to just be like really comfortable in my feet establishing my plate orientation and like if i feel comfortable it's not like i gotta like click my feet whatever like i just want to feel i want i want to understand where i am in the box my front foot has got to be even with the front of the plate um (laughs) for a lot of reasons um, as far as, like, depth of the pitch, a lot of guys like to stay in the back of the box. Yep. Like, yeah, like, oh, yeah, dance around. It gives me more time. Yep. Gives me more time. That, uh, that's not true. 
Um, <laughs> it's not true, guys. It's not true. It's not true. Yeah, uh, it's because that breaking ball, you know, drops yep. three more inches. You know? Yep. So whatever. So like, I just want to feel comfortable and like, whew, like I'm good. You know, here we go. Like, we're ready to, to yeah. take an 80% swing. Okay. You know? Yeah. And that's where the good walk-up song kind of gets you in that groove. And then you're good. So you don't even need necessarily, 100%. like, a ritual or a routine. Or yeah. Just okay. Breathing and eyes are quiet. And I'm, and I'm sitting oh on it and I'm poetry. <laughs> sitting on a sitting on a spot versus a pitch okay that's yeah. a big thing too okay. and then, that's the difference between you and the guys that are not you know you just you saying setting up in a certain part of the box like Again, you play you play a very it. mental game it mm-hmm. sounds like and baseball you, is all is a mental but game. I'm saying oh. you take it pitch by pitch like you readjust you figure it out and you have like a great mindset I think a lot of players they're very reactive as far as just like they're waiting for whatever comes at them and they have like a strict routine mm-hmm. you know going up to the plate they do both batting gloves they tap the helmet they like hit the plate a couple times yeah. and then they're up again and then they have the really high up well, yeah, stance we, we being reactive is a good thing though I mean you can't play baseball in a mechanical mindset. Like, I tell this to all these kids, right? Like, and guys I give lessons to, I'm coaching a 16U team. Like, and this is the best piece of hitting advice my dad ever gave me was you got to be, you got to be yes, yes, no in the box, right? Like, you can't decide. Like, you don't decide to swing. Yes. I'm telling you right now. Right. If the ball's coming way too fast, and I don't care if you're still in 86 or 96, it's still coming too fast. Um, you can't decide. You have to be going until you're not. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. sometimes, it, you know, when I would make swing adjustments growing up and, like, if a kid hears this, like, you cannot think about your mechanics while hitting. And that's something I've really tried to apply here in the Frontier League, whatever, City of Champions. Being reactive, sitting on a spot, like, I'm deciding to take versus deciding to swing. Because yeah. you just don't have enough time in your – your eyes don't have enough time to perceive it, to decide. So by the time you decide it's a strike, it's by you. It was like right. on Mythbusters or something. They were like, you have .013 seconds, something. It's like a blink. Ignorant. You basically yeah. have a blink of an eye to dis- to make your swing decision. But yeah. you kind of try to cr- crutch that by like going. Like I'm swinging yeah. and then I'm taking. Yeah. Like, well, this is where – that's kind of what we were mm-hmm. talking about with the Fernando Tatis Jr. thing yes. with the 3-0 yes. swing, right, for um, that grand slam. Yeah. You're programmed you're literally to, to swing. And so when you have a pitch that comes down the middle like that, like you, you're yeah. not not yeah. swinging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's ludicrous that people are giving them crap about it. We um, couldn't agree more. We literally went my off manager, on that. And my manager is a great dude. Glenn Allen Hill raked in the big leagues. And he was very against it. And I was shocked. Because this guy's a hitter. And he yeah. had 200 plus homers in the bigs. And, like, he ripped. And I'm like, dude, they got 60 games. They got incentives. Yeah. Like, yeah. If he got the three oh, like you're not gonna swing. they talk about it like it was like a given that he's gonna just hit it out. It's like, dude, you still hit the ball. Yeah. That's my thing about Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds a Hall of Famer. I don't care if he took steroids. I don't care if yeah. Miguel Tejada took steroids. Like, they gotta hit the ball. And it's freaking hard to hit the ball, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like oh, three oh is gonna hit it's like not a not guarantee guaranteed. he's gonna hit a grand slam oppo. I mean, you gotta put like an elite swing on the baseball that to happen well yeah i so, mean we hear this argument like all the time like this the whole steroid argument it literally drives me nuts because i'm like you you guys do realize that like <laughs> you still have to have the yeah, talent you still have to you make could, contact we could be on juice and it doesn't mean that we're gonna be pros like exactly. sorry exactly. the juices helps you with feeling good helps you maybe with staying on the field lifting a little heavier yeah you you maintain that strength like i drop right. down uh bat sizes as the year goes on because you lose strength during the year just as you yeah. just play so many okay. games you're outside and so much throwing and you do lose a little weight so like the steroids helps you combat that but yeah it's like the coordinate it's a coordination thing you'll be able to hit the ball and you got to hit it at the right angle and you got to be a good competitor at the plate and you have to have a good approach and it just goes on 
Isn't that funny? They're losing they're losing weight in the season. We're gaining weight because we're sitting in the stands they're drinking beer and yeah. <laughs> the COVID nineteen yeah. literally I gain mean, the nineteen. Well, yeah, there's a lot of stereotypes that I think baseball players get, and some are deserved but at the same oh, yeah. time there's sure. a lot of good guys out there who do get mischaracterized i know like for the dogs game when we went to go watch them there were two players i have in mind absolutely who didn't oh. even produce like they weren't having a great game whatsoever but their ego is just like the swag around the it's field hard to have a great and game i was like game, it's, yeah but i'm saying <laughs> you're in an independent league you literally went zero for three listen you went oh, zero yeah. for this three is, this is big no listen okay. listen 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 this drove us nuts right, okay, you right, went let me hear it. you went zero for three okay you didn't run full out to first where you could have got there maybe could have made it literally yeah. you oh, could have been out you could have beaten yeah. yeah you could have beaten the ball to first and made it and then continued on, you know, playing or whatever. But just walking back with the head up and just laughing, smiles. He like, was smiling and joking coming back into the dugout. I'm like, first of all, shut your I agree mouth. That. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's, and I'll it was it. just, it so he didn't like that he was his... smiling after he Well, he didn't, he didn't put the effort in. It's the competitive effort. nature, I think, that we have, that we were just like, wait, do you know what you just did? Like, it was one of those things. Like, And this yeah. guy had an overwhelming, like, I'm hot shit. Yeah. I'm sure you get a lot of being mischaracterized things, yeah. as well, like those stories. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm, I don't think I, I don't think anybody's ever described me as like cocky on the field. Like I've never right. pimped a home run, thankfully. Um, I hate when guys pimp homers down, like yeah, right, yeah. That's <laughs> just like, dude, the guy did that in this league. <laughs> so like this league, like there are a couple, a couple guys like never played affiliate ball. Not, not it's not like it's hard. Like you still play independent ball. You're playing professional baseball. Oh yeah, like, sure. You know, I'm not gonna like. It's a hard game, but you know, you're down five in the ninth. Guy gets a fastball, just hits a homer, and he's like pimping it like he, he's Yasiel <laughs> Puig. And I'm like, dude, sure. and I just, I'm, I say, I'm, I'm waiting for another play. I said, dude, like, you're down five, and you've never done anything in this game. Like, I'm a thank embarrass. you. Yes. You never hit a home run in your life, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, it's your first time? Yeah. I remember mine, too. You can tell. Yeah. yeah. That's, that, that bothers me. Um, yeah, but I, don't, I, I hope people don't describe me as cocky. I think I'm actually almost like probably could bring more of that. Yeah. Honestly. I'm honestly too critical sometimes, too uh, self-deprecating. Like, oh, uh, yeah. I should have done that. Like, You're like, I'm still humble. thinking about that throw last night. I'm still thinking about it. I'm, I'm pissed. I'm freaking pissed. I'm still pissed because the throw to third, not yes. the throw to second. Yes. Was, I, know I remember that. Yeah, throw yeah. to second, guy got a walking lead, and he had the bag. But um, more pissed about the throw to third because I was working out of that knee down to try to see – um, and yeah, I'm just like, if I don't feel like I could, you know, maybe if I get that on the bag, it's a bang, bang, you yeah. know, maybe we tie it up and go to home. Oh, who knows? But like, <laughs> yeah, you're in your head way too yeah. much. I, like, I think about it too much. Yeah, so maybe yeah. I do need to be more cocky. But, right. The yeah. game was yesterday. It's yeah. okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's over now, honey. Yeah. But I think you're right in the sense that I, you come off to me at least very like a humble player. Yeah. If that makes I hope sense. So. So. I, hope so. like I do a lot of coaching. I think I try to try to uh contribute to the culture of the game at back home like yeah um offer a lot of knowledge because i wouldn't be here without uh guys like pete fatsy who's big league hitting coach for the red sox right now and he was just out of playing with the brewers and took me under his wing when he didn't have to gave me so much information made me so much better that's awesome that's nick everything. ahmed gold yeah. glover of the diamondbacks yeah. he's been a mentor to me in previous years working out in the offseason together giving me a lot of cool information so like I, I do feel like i should pass that on and you're getting good company yeah, That's I mean, I think I've is. been around elite coaches, elite players. Like, you know, Massachusetts is where I'm from, and it's – The mass holes, baby. The, the baseball culture is not, <laughs> is not fervent, so. Yeah. I try to 
pass that info. <laughs> do you do any training or any type of like sports performance like training with younger kids? Yeah, kids? I do tons and tons of lessons. I'm coaching a team when I get home, 16 yeah. fall team. Ooh, um, that also, con- you know, right, I don't get paid in the off season, so that's also part of the minor league grind, right? You got to yeah. make money. Um, but I also, I do give, I, I give enough lessons to where I'm like dead tired yeah like too many lessons but i can't say no i mean I, i'm not gonna say no to somebody who wants to come hit with me so um uh, but that's the mentality that you have to have it's yeah. it's giving a hand back yeah i mean i'm just if I'm, I'm honored if you know somebody wants to hit with me like trust me to hit with them right their kid or whatever like i'm not gonna say no um i always make it work and i run camps i've um you know done a variety of stuff on the coaching front so here's something i i kind of want to know so oh. do you do you and I guess maybe you don't have to answer this truthfully, but like, <laughs> do you vibe and like mesh well with the guys that you were just playing with in this league? Ooh. Big time. Big you do? Time. Okay. So I what love... do you, what do you guys do to kind of like bond together? Do you guys, you know, are you playing call of duty yeah. out there? Are you paintballing on the weekends? Yeah. I don't know. Like what do, what do you guys been, do? I've never been paintballing. I, I wish I could go paintballing. The, uh, so to be honest, I mean, I, a lot of, we kind of just been like, we've been going to like our buddy's place. He's got a pool. Like, you just kind of go hang out there. But we kind of just been vibing, like, like I love the guys here. Like, I like guys that, like, to come out to the league, the, in order to be here, you're losing money. Yeah. They're not doing our laundry. They're not giving us really a post-game spread. They give us um, hot dogs and hamburgers. Yeah. Give us hot burgers and hot dogs. leftovers, baby. Hot, yeah, Snack Shack leftovers, right? And I'm coming from, you know, Rays do an unbelievable job with food. Yeah. like And a lot of minor leagues, but the Rays are really good. Um, and so automatically, like, you're – it's not like a glamorous, like comfy environment. Oh no! Um, yeah. A lot of guys, when I was like, "Hey, do you want? Would you come play? Or do you think I should go play in this league?" They're like, "Dude, they're paying you seven fifty. You know, no chance to go play that. You know what I mean?" Yeah. But I want to come. Like, and so if an order guy for to come, they gotta love playing, right. and they gotta want to play. And I like guys like that. You know, because I like it's a sacrifice. Right. The whole thing. I like guys that just grind. Like guys yeah. that just just grind. Yeah. Like no other way to describe it. Like put in the work. <laughs> yeah, but like guys that just. They're just gonna roll with it. Like it's, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll, and if it's not glamorous, I'm still gonna go. Like, cause you, you don't get the years back. You, you know? love it that much. You don't get 2020, 2020 season back. So, yeah. I'm gonna put some numbers up. Yeah. Okay, so on the off days, you guys are in the pool. That's in the pool. I mean, honestly, up. I've been just. I haven't you really guys been go in the, the pool. casino at all up there? No. I, oh. I, I no. I he said hard no. No, I do, but I do enjoy blackjack at MGM in Springfield. Okay. For sure, for sure. <laughs> I do enjoy that. Well, dang, you would have loved But I'm a conservative better. I'm a conservative better. I love blackjack. The um, <laughs> Really, it's been about fancy. I've been preparing heavily for fancy. And I'm in yes. a serious, like, very serious, like, punishment for last chippy like with my home friends from high school who are all not really athletes um but just the 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 anger that is sometimes felt in this league and there's the desire to just like just like just embarrass like all my friends it's very important to me so i've been like nonstop grinding probably like three hours i also took on the side project of selling my own my old baseball cards while i was out here oh and i love that yeah so i'd probably put in about like 20 hours of research since i've been here on ebay graded cards ungraded cards sent 29 cards to get graded gonna just try to like make a dollar on that yeah. not gonna be worth the hours that i put in but just a little side <laughs> yeah. project yeah. um for while i'm out here you just need some selling, gas money honey selling <laughs> my, yeah selling, yeah just because the baseball cards were so important to me growing up for yeah. loving the game and stuff that's how, especially like without all the computer stuff, we didn't grow up with 
that much of yeah. it really you know so everything was a baseball card it wasn't baseball cards were so big man yeah. and they're actually the industry's growing now it's getting, oh yeah it's get, i don't know why it's booming again but it, it is 2020 is weird yeah it is top shop they've expanded to um softball now they're putting oh, they're putting women on cards Damn, that's Woo! crazy it's nice <laughs> that's crazy equality you know equality <laughs> So with the uh, fantasy football, I wanted to ask you, this is a big thing because you brought it up. Do you guys, because you're so serious. Very serious. Yes. The loser, last place guy. Yeah. Are you really into the punishments? Uh, we were at the beginning, but now we're all kind of like, there are punishments. We're all kind of like dispersed. So yeah. it's harder, um, but it's, it still doesn't really matter. Like we still ride that guy. Like yeah. we, have a <laughs> league, we have a league record um, kind of where we like keep track of. The, the total points scored yeah. over three years. What's the total records? Who's who's been lucky? Who's not been? I actually put that together while I was out here, which took me a couple hours because I have time. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I could talk fancy sleepers all day, and I think I, I would it. nominate myself as an expert in the, <gasps> in the field of fancy football. But I was talking to Sass about obviously the matchup next week. We've got Chiefs Texans, and I said I was like I think it's gonna be a close game, but I. Don't be surprised if the Texans come in really hot. I think Deshaun Watson's going to do a little something, something. Uh, yeah. That's my hot take, okay? Uh-oh. I feel Uh-oh. bad for those guys with no preseason now. Well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's I feel bad. That's, that's going to change things. Too. Just like all the all the um, pitching, all the arms are going down like flies because they didn't feel like they had You're right. the right amount of time to get ready this year. That's why I think it's so remarkable about the Tampa Bay Rays. I mean, they've had 12 injuries, I want to say, and they're – best record in the al by far yeah. um they look unbeatable and the rays just have a way of accentuating guys strengths yeah. which is amazing you know think about guys that go tommy fam last year career year right like yep. that guy's so great player like you know hunter renfro we get him in a trade for tommy fam right he's balling <laughs> you know like the rays have a, they just make people they, they accentuate your strengths and make you better and hats off to them they do a great job he, he told me World Series champs. World Series racing. That's, it, it, we weren't even – it was nothing about – we weren't talking anything about it. And he goes, Rays are going to win the World Series. I was like, oh, bet. <laughs> I was like, hot take. <laughs> That's funny because we didn't predict that. So <laughs> – I just think they – I mean, the pitching. It's all about yeah. bullpen yeah. and it's about matchups. And I think the Rays do the best job in that um, from my personal experience. Completely and, unbiased opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, the Ra- I think the Rays have really come up. I mean, just a couple years ago, I was like, the Rays? Who the Rays, the well, you that? think about it, they're always, in, com- they're always competitive. They have the hardest yeah. division in baseball for the last, think about it, the last, since 2000. True. <laughs> since 2000, the AL East is one, probably the hardest division in baseball. They were established in 1998. Um, you think about how many prospects that they've drafted that then get signed to huge deals yeah. after Crawford, Kashmir, BJ Upton. I mean, do I just want to go on? Like, yeah. Delvin Young, like, Jeremy Hellickson. I mean, like, I could just talk names for the Rays of drafted that are <laughs> savages. Oh, I know. Uh, you're a pretty Will good Myers. poster child yeah, for them. Yeah. You know yourself. Yeah, Will Myers. Yeah, Rays, on. come on, guys. Let's let's get this guy some more money, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I re- love watching them do their thing right now. Well, you're passionate about your team, and that's exactly what they want to see in here. For sure. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in this week with our special, special guest. It was it was a treat. It was a treat for you guys. I mean, come on. Eric, go ahead and plug yourself in if you have any social channels you want people to give you a follow on yes. or if they want to, you know, tag along and follow your journey. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, Instagram is my really only platform. I'm not big on Twitter. Yes. Um, yes. So Instagram, Eric Osberg, E-R-I-K-O-S-T-B-E-R-G, 21, no capitals, Eric Osberg, 21. <laughs> He's very specific. Or just go to Avery and mine, and we follow him, yeah. so you can go to that, you'll, too. You'll if find you didn't. it. Well, thanks so much, guys. That was Eric Osberg. We loved having him on. Well, first guess, I guess. Yeah. It's not final. We hope it's not hope the final. I hope it's not the final. <laughs> but you guys can leave us a voice message on our anchor.fm site. It's free. If you loved hearing about Eric, you can talk about that. If you didn't, you can talk about that too. And we <laughs> promise we won't send it his way. But it's free. You don't need an account. Go ahead and hit the plus button and leave us a little snippet of your voice. Mm-hmm. We'd love to hear from you. You can also follow us on social media at Couple of Catches on Twitter or individual Instagram accounts at Avery J. Nichols or at Caitlin underscore Sass. I love that. So next guest, we'll figure it out. We'll get him or her on very soon. And yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you, guys. Thanks for being part of the stands. We will catch you in just about a week, ladies and gents. Catch you next week for number 12. Number 12. We'll see you later. Bye.